Today is a great day for car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> <laughs> this is the car wash on the SL podcast. She's a song on a car. Good day and welcome to the car wash. This is episode number 70. On today's show, we react to that stunning Nedbank Cup semi-final round. We also react to the latest in PSL action. And we take a look at South Africa's Olympics draw for the upcoming Tokyo Olympics. Whether you're listening to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Mahi Gang 96.7 FM's Game Time, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Slu, but of course, I'm not alone. I'm joined by former Ajax Cape Town and Mamelodi Sundowns goalkeeper, Mr. Sean Roberts. How are you doing today, Sean? Yes, sir. Thank you, Slu. I'm beautiful, thanks. And we are also joined by former Mamelodi Sundowns and Orlando Pirates star, Teko Modise. How are you doing, sir? I'm fantastic, Slu. Thanks, man. <laughs> well... We can dive straight on into the show. Uh, it's been a funny week of football, to say the least. Uh, so I wonder if Sean's got a joke that eats the memes today. There you go, guys. I overdosed on Viagra the other day. It was the hardest day of my life. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> almost sounds like almost sounds like you're just telling us a story from your life, Sean. <laughs> from there, we move into pole position. Position. Poll position is where we present a question to our supporters club or on our Facebook page. Uh, and uh, we, of course, had to get your reactions to that stunning Nedbank Cup semi-final stage uh, between TTM and Sundowns, where they uh, stunned Sundowns and, you know, made it through on penalties. Here's your guys' reactions to that one. I did expect something like that. Because if you can check the way Sundowns played uh, yesterday, they did play well. They missed lots of opportunities. Uh, I lost the Sundowns. Because the time Sundowns in Lalane, Orlando Paris on Tuesday, I said, I could win up. This is a foolish argument. I have said, because it's kind of sick in my Tuesday. Sometimes, man, just a way for a ticket, and don't be surprised if I lose the next game or by draw. 
Well, gents, uh, you know, it's going to be one of those blockbuster NetBank Cup finals. Chipper United versus TTM. This is exactly what everybody wanted. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> but uh, what a what a what a semifinal. You know, I had a weird feeling about it just because it was so close to their quarterfinals uh, for Sundown specifically. Um but, you know, of course, on their day, you'd expect them to be TTM. But here they are, TTM, in the NetBank Cup final. Uh, one of Chippy United or TTM will be in the CAF Confederations Cup next oh year as well. My on top of the 7 million rand cash prize. So, Sean, what was your reaction to that one? I... Uh, bro. Jeez, man. Yeah, no. Oh, look, look, this is the beauty about football, right? And I've said it before. It's like anything can happen. And here's a, a phenomenal example on how anything can happen. And and there's been a lot of talk about, I think that was their fourth, uh, I'll talk about Sundowns, yeah. I think that was their fourth game in 10 days, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and, and, and yes, and that has to be brought up. Like you go into the depth of Sundowns squad and, and I believe Sundowns have got two or three squads here that can beat any PSL team on on a good day, so um, I, I don't know if we can use that as an excuse for Sundowns. To be honest, um, yeah, they looked a bit tired. You know, you, you, you thought the first twenty minutes, here we go, it's going to be an absolute demolition of, of TTM, and that wasn't the case at all. Um, yeah, Sundowns had a few chances. So did TTM. Uh, don't get me wrong. Um, for the start of the second half, you thought, okay, here we go, Sundowns are back on it, and it sort of fizzled out. They did look a bit tired. Um, they weren't themselves, um, but you, you've got to give credit where credit is due, and that is to TTM. And uh, Washington Ruby was fantastic. Uh, those are the games where, uh, if you want to make a name for yourself in, in the PSL, this is where a goalkeeper should stand up, and all the experience he has has, has come through, and obviously with the, the penalty save from Kakana as well. So, well done, TTM. Uh, uh, yeah, well done, TTM. And TTM Chipper final, man. I mean, I'll be the edge of my seat, that's for sure. <laughs> Your two favorite teams. <laughs> wow. Deco, uh, I, one of the fans uh, said some, something along the lines of uh, they could have played for five more days and Sundowns just weren't going to be able to score. He said it was one of those yeah. games. Did you feel like, you know, they, they had the opportunities to and just couldn't take them? Look. But Robbie saves, dude. Like uh, he he kept the team in play, and uh, he wasn't just it wasn't just one of those saves. Jay, he was constantly making those saves, and those are saves where if Sundowns should score one, they actually start now dictating the pace and the rhythm of the game. And even though Sean has said like uh, they they look tired, but they were still dictating the rhythm of the game still. Yeah, yeah. But the only difference is they they couldn't. They couldn't easily penetrate um, uh, TTM, but when they did, Aruba will come and play. Yeah. So, so I think that's the difference that they had on TTM and Orlando Pirates. Whenever they 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 penetrated uh, Pirates' defense, they score. Mm. This time around, Aruba was in play, but also it was it was one of those even at the at the extra time. Before, I think, before even extra time, like the last kick of the game or something like that, Aruby made a save. Mm. So, yeah, from, last from, three minutes, probably one of his best. Yeah, days. he made a save. And then, and then, and then once you do that, it's, 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 it's a different conversation to the coach, uh, from the coach to the players. 
especially for TTM, because at Sundowns, the longer it goes 0-0, the stress because it's a team that is expected to be dominating and winning the game. For TTM, the longer it goes 0-0, it's, it's a confidence booster for them. You know, they, they look, how TTM won, they actually worked hard. I don't want to lie. They created goal-scoring opportunities. No, they didn't because they were spending more time chasing the ball. Mm-hmm. But a cup competition, they knocked out... Um, an undefeated team in the league, Mamlele mm. Sundown. It doesn't. It doesn't get better than that. But yet again, like Sean has said about Arobi's performance, it was one of those great performances that you can't even ignore. And uh, two days after, he was he was coming out and saying, "Guys, I, I don't want to speak about contract. Let's talk about my contracts end of the season." So he is, you know, the most talked about guy right now. But I mean, we having we having a final of Chipper United and TTM. Those are teams that are fighting for their lives mm. and yet again they're fighting to be in the continental football that's how weird football can be at times but i mean congratulations to cheaper and the ttm so to take a quick question if you were um a big cheese at nedbank what's what's your feeling right now do you think Sorry? it's if if, <laughs> if, if if you were like a, a big dog in nedbank for example what, what's your yeah. feeling now are you how does that work? Is, is that good for the sponsors, do you think? Or is it... Uh, I suppose it's got two ways. I mean, it's a massive talking point now. The Nedbank Cup final is not what we expected, but we're still saying Nedbank, Nedbank, Nedbank. So, um, yeah. are you disappointed as a... I'm just saying, if, if you're a, a big cheese at Nedbank, would you be disappointed with how things have turned out? Or would would you be quite... So, okay, cool. This is something different. Look, it, it is something different. Um, mm. with fans around, of course, you, you'll be a little bit disappointed because which means you need to work extra hard to actually be able to sell this game to the fan. Yeah. But now because the fans are not allowed into the game is how you make sure that this game is still being watched, how you yeah. make sure that this, this game, people still talk about it. How yeah. do you make sure that people actually stay engaged from, from all yeah. this? Because yet if you combine both teams, fans, they, they don't even make five, five, 500. Mm. <laughs> so TTM doesn't have fans, Chipper doesn't have fans. But yet again, it's it's how do you yeah. stay engaged as 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 a as a sponsor? How do you how do you get back your money? You know, it becomes difficult because mm. now you need to find ways, and especially now with COVID issues, now every company now wants to find ways in the social media. So therefore, people need to go to Twitter and start be engaging with the game. But also, which means NetBank may pay people to get involved in talking about the game and all that type of stuff. So it becomes a difficult entity altogether. But yet again. What's important now, I think the biggest talking point now that can actually help NetBank is this is one of those unexpected finals and uh, guaranteed the chances are one of these teams might be relegated, whether they win the, um, the, the NetBank camp or not. Yeah. yeah, we could have a situation where a team goes down but is playing in the CAF Confederations Cup next season regardless. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, from there, let's move into reacting to some of these PSL games. Uh, of course, they were midweek games. Uh, let's start off with Amazulu versus Sundowns, which was quite a tight, um, tough affair to watch. Um, KG at times, you, you didn't really know which way it was going to go. Ended up as a nil-nil draw. Uh, but who were you more impressed with on the day, Sean? Look, I mean, I think uh, Sundowns coach at the end, you know, he was very... Um, he understood what happened in the game in terms of how good Amazulu actually were and how he praised Benny um, after the game and said what a great job he has done and and yes Sundowns they didn't look themselves let's be honest um, but and, and like Teko rightly said before 
um, in the TTM game, you've got to give credit where credit is due and not always look at sundowns. And, and Amazulu really did play well. Um, mm-hmm. But yes, it wasn't out of sorts. Uh, sundowns team, I think, um, looked very tired. Um, but as the coach said, they were playing against a very, very good team. They tried to push them as much as they could. Um, and, and they just couldn't. They couldn't break down. And, um, and, and I think the biggest thing that I took out of the game and what the coach said as well is that to make sure that if, if you don't win the game, just to make sure that you don't lose it. And that's what Sundowns mm. did. They, they kept another clean sheet, which is very important. They'll take a point any day. Um, they're still going to walk the league, in my opinion. But but credit must go to uh, Benny and his technical team. And, and I think probably um, Teko can add in a bit more then because he's worked with Benny and and what's actually probably going on behind the scenes and how we've seen a complete facelift um, in terms of the suit and what's happening. And I spoke to the Amazulu owners not too long ago, and and I think that Benny's got a mandate to finish top four, and um, and there's no reason why he can't. Yeah, they definitely were very ambitious when they hired him. Um, mm. You know, they were talking at the time they were talking about a top eight finish, but they they said that Amazulu should be a top four side. Yes. Um, and I mean, if you look at what Benny's done, uh, we talk about Sundowns un, un, unbeaten streak because they still haven't been beaten in the league. But Amazulu mm. are also on a tear right now. Um, mm. I think I think they had five wins from five before this match. So, um, did you think Teko that maybe? Maybe this was Amazulu's game to win, actually, because of how tired Sundowns were, but also how they just managed that that match very well. Look, Slu, um, it's just that for me, I'm, I'm not going to entertain the, uh, the Mamluli Sundowns tired saga. Sundowns have been having the same schedule for the last eight, nine years. Same. They've been going the same route, same fixtures, same times. Probably maybe changed now because of now legal and uh, finish a little bit later but I'm just saying whenever it comes this time of the season they always play back-to-back games and this is a team also that still managed to win all those trophies that have been winning every season it's just that now things will, the difference between um, the TTM game and and and, and, and Amazulu game is and Amazulu they had better structure yesterday yeah you know they they were better structured and 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 the players uh, they've got a better quality than TTM. When they have the ball, they 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 looked to hurt Mamluli Sundowns. Bolenga there on the side that he was doing the business, you know. And uh, you had uh, uh, who's this boy that looks like Shaba? <laughs> oh, um, uh, Sitebe. You had Sitebe coming in. Like, look, dude. Like, honestly. Amazulu do have quality players, and 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 I don't know what Bennett did, but they work so well with each other. Like Amazulu had like five in the midfield, they knew exactly what to do with them. They don't have the ball. They made sure that Kutsi doesn't start the play. And I said this um, um, when after the game, after TTM's game, I said if what TTM has done, people will copy it and make it better. So therefore, Sundance has to come up with a better plan. Because because Sundowns, everybody knows that whenever they start from the that's their dinner, that's how they play. They're gonna give it to Kutsi to continue to start the music. What they're doing is they close down Kutsi. So therefore it, so now it forces other players, the Mukulisi, your timbers, and to run extra to collect the ball. And therefore it allows the opponent to step into Mamli Sundowns half and Mamli Sundowns that doesn't want that. Mm. So now so now it's 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 one of those things for 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 Benny, what he's done at Amazulu and for the players to respond in that manner. 
they're doing a great job. Sure. And yet, I've always said to Benny that the Benny plays, it's, it's one of those coaches that depends on the hard work. If you work hard, you'll give an opportunity to play. And hence, you see that, uh, that most players that are not given opportunity, that regular starters, that regular players at, at Amazon. And the, the team is going well. Look, last season, Amazon was depending on Nduli. This season, they don't even speak about Nduli. But you look at where they are. So, so it shows the different mentality within the team, and 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 I've so with the emphasis of Benny being the new coach or the young coach into into the PSL and how Amazulia has you know trusted Benny to do the business. I just wish that this can be a trend that continues because the reason why I'm saying this is Benny's still young, and look at the stuff that he's done. Look at the things that he bring into the game that are young, that are fresh. Mm. We need we 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 need many a Benny. From Benny's current team, Amazulu, we moved to, to his old team, Cape Town City, who beat Kaiser Chiefs 2-1 in their tie um, in a fixture where I just think Kaiser Chiefs' defensive issues were just made clear. Um, you know, they're, they're fighting for a top eight spot. Um, they're currently two points outside of that with the game in hand, but they, they're struggling to win these games that, you know, it was a home game for them. They weren't coming down to Cape Town. Um, what did you make of this result and how much pressure does this put on them in these last few matches? Yeah, look, I mean, Cape Town City were very good. I was very, very impressed with them. Um, mm. But, you know, if, if you look at the, the, the Kaiser Chiefs starting lineup and you see Manyama, you see Mirkovic, you see Billiard starting up front, man, you think, wow, like, we're going to be get, we're going to be a tonight. And that, that, that didn't happen. Um, and that's, that's a problem. That's a big problem. But Tabo Nadara, unbelievable. Um, he's such a phenomenal player. Don't be surprised if he's, there's a big move for him happening soon. Um, but yeah, so, so impressive. Um, Tashik Morris could have scored a brace, but the goal he did score was absolutely brilliant. Um, but again, concerning uh, conceding from a cross, I think they've, they've conceded quite a few from set pieces and crosses. So that's something they want to try and cut out. Um, but again, uh, Rolani with a wouldn't say fortuitous goal, but certainly if, if you're going to be taking shots from distance, um, you can always bank on a deflection of some sort. But I would say a definite, well-deserved three points. There's two wins on the trot, I think, or the three wins on the trot for um, uh, Kenton City. I'm not too sure, but but they're, they're getting better and better uh, every every game. And I and I wasn't a fan of um, Jan older Rikarink in the beginning. Um, I don't, I don't sure a lot of people were, but. He's proven me wrong. He's got a, a special group of players and they can they can achieve some good things, uh, this team. They really can. It'll be interesting to see what sort of signings John makes in, in the transfer window. But but very good results for Chiefs. Very concerning. Um, I'm not too sure what's going to be happening in the future. I mean, yes, we talk about the Champions League and it's amazing. But um, I think the, the Kaiser Chiefs faithful are very concerned about what's happening in the league especially at home, you, you've got to be winning your games at home. And that, you, that used to be a fortress, that stadium for them, and it's just not. So, yeah, concerning for Chiefs and, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's not good enough. Your thoughts, Deco? Um, finally, Captain City are able to beat KZ Chiefs because mm. Captain City struggle, no mm. matter how on form they are. Whenever they face KZ Chiefs, they, they tend to struggle and the KZ Chiefs, if you remember, even in, in the beginning of the season, they had uh, they didn't start well, but whenever they faced uh, Cape Town City, they started winning from there. And um, to look at the game yesterday, I think uh, 
What helps Cape Town City is the momentum and the, the continuity that they have within the players themselves. You look at Ricky Ring this season, he hasn't changed much into the lineup. It's still the yeah. same. Yeah. So he wants to continue with that. So the players get to understand each other better, even if probably maybe the results are not getting there. Mm. But because of the philosophy and the, the, the structure the team allows them to, to pass the ball and mm. combinate, play combination football. So whenever they get it right on the day, they become very difficult to defend. And yesterday, um, you know, they could pass out, especially in the midfield, when that, they could bypass, uh, bypass that pressing line in the midfield. And, and yeah, I, I, I was expecting San, um, uh, Cape Town City to be able to score probably maybe one of, you know, one of the transition or counter-attacks football. But also I'm, I was expecting um, Chiefs to be strong, especially on set pieces, because yeah. knowing that how bad Cape Town City defend those set pieces. So, And like Sean has said, you're looking at the front three, you're getting excited. You're like, okay, I know that on any day, whenever they want to play, they ever the in sync, you know, becomes a problem. But mm. uh, but yeah, it was one of those games. I think that's the story continues for Kaiser Chiefs. I don't think, uh, look, I don't think there's a problem. In de- I don't think that we can isolate Chiefs' problem and say defensively there's a problem. I think there's a problem with Kaiser Chiefs as a whole. Mm. You know, the, 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 the posture, the structure, you know, the body language is not there. It's not the same. Yeah. You, can, you can't, if you look at Kaiser okay, Chiefs walking into the pitch and look at Amazon walking into the pitch, those are two different teams. But, but it's weird, Teko. You, you think of yeah. this great tri- triumph in the Champions League, um, like they would feel untouchable now, unbeatable. You would think something would have happened, but it, it hasn't. Yeah, but also, Sean, you know, you know the most difficult thing is, is, is to win and be convinced that you actually won. <laughs> <laughs> True. That's a good. So I think I think they, they're in that position. They're in that stage where they they are still in the Champions League, but they're still not convinced that they are. Yeah, yeah. You know. So so now, how do you trans? So that that translate easily into the games and locally because Champions League they're given an opportunity for us not to see them, for us not to analyze them, so they come back with the results. They know mm. how they play. Sean, have you been, ever been in the position where the team wins something and you just go in there to receive the medal without participating in the tournament? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're even scared to be in front to take the picture. Yeah, for sure. So, for sure. so it's it's one of those things where you won, but you actually don't feel like you won the game because you didn't contribute much. I don't think Kesa Chiefs are happy because, especially the players. Mm. I think this means more to the fans than the players themselves. They don't understand. They don't understand how important it is for them to be in the Champions League. This is true. Sure. From there, it's time to move on to the international news desk. And for that, we are joined by Sokla Duma's international news correspondent, Mr. Kurt Buckerfield. How are you doing today, Kurt? Good, Slu. How are you? Hey, guys. <laughs> Long time, boys. Long time. Kurt, Kurt, Kurt. Yeah, uh, Kurt's in a new place, by the way. So congratulate, Kurt, new home. What up? What oh, up? Thank you, Lance. <laughs> Kurti. Uh, someone who's going to be having to look for a new home is Mr. Jose Mourinho. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. seamless, absolutely seamless. <laughs> Hey, listen, I do this, you know. Um, uh, so he's been sacked at Tottenham Hotspurs. I don't think uh, many people are shocked. Maybe the maybe the surprise comes, you know, the fact that they've announced it now and not at the end of the season. Um, but you know, we've spoken at length about him. It's been a tipsy topsy uh, season. Started off strong. We were talking about oh, it's, you know, Jose causing a resurgence here, and then you know, uh, 
a classic old Tottenham, no trophies unless they do the League Cup win. Which when is the League Cup final, Kurt? It's this weekend. This it's coming this, weekend. It's this weekend. They could win the illustrious League Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, but what do you make of the news, Kurt? Uh, did it come as a surprise to you that it was announced now? Um, and did you think that the writing was on the wall? Yeah, I, I do think the writing was on the wall. Um, I was surprised, Sloop, but I did read last week that. Spurs pretty much decided they would not continue with Mourinho next season um, last week, Friday. I think it was after that Everton draw. Um, So I think it was a matter of, well, if we've made up our minds now, why not just make the call now? We've got a cup final in a week's time and and Solboy doesn't come around often for Spurs. So Daniel Levy would be looking to get... Um, you know, that bounce a team normally has when a toxic situation comes to an end. And that's exactly what it became under under Jose Mourinho. So I feel like it's probably a good call. It was very surprising to to everybody, especially amid the chaos of the Super League talk. Um, nobody saw it coming when it did, but I feel like it actually does make sense. I feel like Spurs probably will be in a, in a better position to, to maybe win that final. I, I don't know if they will. I think City are obviously far superior, but it does give them a bit of a chance. If I were Pep Guardiola, I wouldn't want um, a team that has um, the shackles released from its feet um, in a final. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I can't wait to see what happens in that game just because of what's happened now, obviously. So, so by the way, there's obviously like weird rumors linking this to the Super League situation. Yeah. It, had, it was it just Tottenham's decision. We're done with uh, Jose or did he have any stance, uh, any Super League stance, so to speak? No, I actually... I theorized that Mourinho would make it about that. Um, he hasn't. He hasn't said much. Um, I thought that he'd come out and say, "Well, I was against the Super League, so you know, I'm, I'm still, I'm still me and true to myself." And then everybody would uh, be Jose Mourinho fans again. That's he just knows how to pull people in. Mm. Um, he's he's done that throughout his career. He's very tactical. But I read that it's because of the poor string of results. It's because of the the infighting. I think the, the situation became serious when Harry Kane and Hugo Lloris spoke out. That's when Daniel Levy realized that this was quite a severe situation. Something needed to change. And of course, as is you know, normally the case, you can't change the full squad of 25 players and it's the manager that's got to go. So I want to stick to this uh, just because we're going to do a bunch of Super League stuff. But um, what does this mean for Mourinho moving forward? Uh, are there any big clubs who would who would want a guy like Mourinho, or um, do you think that um, it's going to be a while before we see him in the hot seat again? I don't know. I mean, the only move that would make sense for me is maybe Juventus because Juventus don't particularly play with this, you know, uh, out there attacking style of of play, and Andrea Polo's future seems uncertain there. But would you really want Mourinho now after he's mm-hmm. been fired? I think from his last four clubs, Real Madrid, Chelsea, Manchester United and Spurs, um, you, you kind of know what you're going to get. Mm. Uh, yes, he's gotten Spurs to a final, but it's ended badly. He's been fired a week before the final, um, not even given you know time to try and win that trophy um, because of how toxic things became. So I just don't think that any top club right now would take a punt on him. Um, I don't know how you guys feel, but yeah, man, I just can't imagine a team singling out Mourinho as the guy after what's gone on um, over the last few years. What do you think, Jens? Bayern Munich are looking for a new coach. There's no way that's happening. <laughs> no, way. no way. 
<laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I completely agree with Kurt. I don't think he's very marketable at the moment or or um, touchable. I mean, wh- yeah, why would you want to Mourinho? I, I think the next step for him, he, he might be taking a, a year or two off. You never know. But um, don't be surprised if there's like a, a big Chinese league te- a Chinese team that comes in for him or, or, or something like that, you know. And um, that might be his the biggest payday yet and he might call it a day but yeah i don't know it, it just shows the strength of senior players within within a team and you can't discount that fact and he lost the change room at chelsea he lost the change room at united he's done it now at spurs and spurs by no means is as big as united and chelsea and he still lost the change room and it's still the senior players that have had the the final say so it is very interesting to see uh, Deco, where do you see him next? Do you also think he'd have to leave Europe? Maybe, maybe Major League Soccer. Who knows? In fit. Maybe he might even come to Black Lab. <laughs> <laughs> I, I strong, I strongly believe that Mourinho has ran his race. I mean, you're looking at you're looking at how football evolves, tactics-wise. Players become faster, and all the type of stuff because everybody wants to put in the new stuff into the game. And you look at Mourinho's system. You look at Every team now, for the last four or five years that he has coached, like you actually know what's going to happen. And uh, and even the, with the players that have so much potential, they end up not reaching that true potential under Mourinho. And you look at you look at you look at you look at the team now. You look at uh, Tottenham. Whenever he was there, I was like, okay, cool. Now you have your Ndombele there. You have all these ball players there, and then players actually start enjoying themselves. The first thing that he does two weeks in is fighting somebody. So those, those are all methods to, that you want to stamp your authority whenever you get in there so that they can feel you. We Okay, we understand, Marie, but if football evolves. And I think it is, he, needs to, he needs to give himself time and, you know, refresh his ideas. Because we still need this character in the football. For me, I still, I still believe that we need such characters in football because there's too many quiet guys in the game. We need the such character. But yet again, for me, it's to see coaches that actually help players to improve not to f*** them up because Mourinho has uh, tendencies of f***ing players up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then uh, real quick, I mean, me me and Kurt are going to be talking about this, uh, but I'm also going to pick Sean and Deco's brains about it a little bit later. But what is the very latest on the Super League situation? I I see clubs are pulling out. Is the the competition dead in the water? It seems like that. that The only two teams that um, haven't officially pulled out yet is Barcelona and Real Madrid. But of course, there isn't a competition to pull out of right now. So they don't even need to release a statement because all the other 10 teams have. Um, Florentino Perez, he's the the chairman of the Super League. He's obviously Real Madrid's president. He has come out in a, a new interview saying that the contract is binding and it's not that easy for these teams to pull out. But look, it got announced on Sunday and less than 48 hours later, mm-hmm. it was over. So um, I'm, I'm not sure he, he has a leg to stand on, to be honest with you. But that's the latest. Um, I'm sure it's not over. I'm sure there will still be talks. I think that they are talking about, uh, you know, restructuring the Champions League. Um, I think that's yeah. ultimately one, what they wanted. Um, so, yeah, man, I, I can't believe what's happened. It's been one of the most bizarre or the most biz- bizarre few days in football that I can remember. Yeah, the, the the new stream coming out of this. I mean, we're going to discuss it in depth yeah. in terms of what they were wanting to do, uh, and 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 this new UEFA move because I had heard about that being um, introduced in 2024. Uh, so 
you know, we'll have a full chat about it, but man, yeah. what a week in international football. Thank you very much for joining us on the International News Desk, Mr. Kurt Buckerfield, international correspondent for Sokola Duma. Have a great day, bro. Cheers, fellas. Cheers, boy. All right. Well, uh, sticking with some international esque news, uh, South Africa have their draw for the Tokyo Olympics. It ain't an easy one. Uh, we will be facing Japan, France, and Mexico in our group stages. Uh, so it's a tough one, but remember, we get to take eight senior players along with uh, the rest of the under-23 squad. Uh, so your Percy Dows will be there. I believe Bongani Zungu will be there. Um, then you have, you know, young talent like Lyle Foster, who we're all looking out for. Um, so it should be interesting. I mean, the fact that they've reached the competition, which is what we always say, means that they deserve to be there. So they shouldn't be looking at these teams like, oh, you know, we can't compete. Um, but what do you guys make of, of that draw i mean you know it's it's an interesting one particularly france i think uh is the is the is the toughest fixture there but um i think i think the better the competition the better the the boys will will develop into you know what i mean so what what was your reaction to that uh to that draw i think we slew (laughs) 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 i think we we're not gonna go anywhere no um yeah man i mean it's 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 there's two ways of looking at it there's two ways of, of you can look at it in the way of oh man geez we, you know this is going to be so tough or it's like this is amazing we, we get to play probably some of the hardest teams straight off the bat and um yeah france for sure is is, is going to be a toughie but don't, don't discount like japan and mexico we we know these countries have such a massive development structures in place especially japan these days it's unbelievable um but yeah, uh, eight senior players to go to go with. It will be a test for sure, um, and it'll be cool. It'll be exciting. It'll be good for these youngsters and to to play against some of the the, the best players in the world. Because it'll be interesting to see what other teams, uh, what what other senior players that other teams bring as well. That would be that'll be cool and interesting. But uh, yeah, it, it's it's going to be tough. Um, we know the shambles that Saf is in at the moment, and I'm not too sure how much is going to change before that. But uh, yeah, it's going to be tough and looking forward to watching the games. Correct me if I'm wrong. Weren't France and Mexico in our 2010 FIFA World Cup group? France and Mexico? You are right. Yeah. Um, Mexico uh, was. Was France? Yeah, I believe yeah. France was because we beat France 2-1, uh, but the oh. calculators were out and we, we you know, we, we didn't have enough goals. Yeah. But yeah, France and Mexico. So we're meeting them again. Japan, mm. I feel like uh, we faced you know, in previous competitions. I don't know if it was at the World Cup, but uh, Deco, what do you make of it? Uh, Ex-Bafana star yourself? Look, Slu, I, I think it's a big mountain to climb. First of all, we're speaking of the senior players. Um, those are the senior players that need to come in and take these opportunities for the youngsters. But yet again, you don't have enough time to make them gel, to make them play as a team and make them understand each other. And on the other hand as well, we don't have a proper, proper development structure that will actually help us in these such situations. We do have the under-23s, the under-20s, but most of them, they're not playing in top-flight football. And those who are playing in top-flight football, they're not as many. So we, we, we're in a chance, we, st- we do have a chance of an underdog probably maybe surprising the rest, but for the fact that our development structure is not proper yet, there's no way that we can excel in such tournament because we will forever rely on your Pesit Daos that have been there. Let's say Pesit Dao, then the, the team decide not to release him. Celtic decide not to, re- or Rangers decide not to let go of Bongani Zungu. What then? We need to be having a good 
um, um, youngsters, a good squad. And then whenever we bring in those those senior players, it's just an addition. But right now we we're speaking as if those senior players are the core of the team, and then we we're going to add on with the youngsters where it's supposed to be vice versa. Yeah. Mm. It should be very, very interesting. I mean, I wonder about um, how the senior players will balance with the youngsters because the youngsters kind of, you know, for the most part, got to the tournament on their own merit. So, you know, how does it allow Foster balance with Persitao in a team when they both when they both play as attackers? Um, how how is that midfield going to be set up when you have your Motobim Valas there and and so on and so forth? So. We'll keep an eye on that one. Obviously, we also, you know, the, the whole tournament is still a bit of a headache. Uh, the Olympics uh, being happening in a, in a COVID era. So we'll we'll have to pay attention to, to how things go. As, as you've mentioned, Deco, clubs releasing players is still a bit iffy. Um, but we move from there into this week in football history. Today, we remember great moments from the past. We dive into the time capsule. Join us as we remember great moments from this week in football history. This week, back in 1937, Scotland hosted England at Glasgow's Hampton Park for the last match of the 1937 British Home Championship. The official attendance of that match was 149,415, which set a world record at the time and remains a record for European competitions as well. This week back in 1904, Manchester City won their first major trophy, beating Bolton in the FA Cup final. And this week, we have wished happy birthday on local shores to Swallows FC head coach Brendan Truter. Uh, also, a Bloom Celtic forward Menzi Masuku. Uh, we have also wished a happy birthday to Cape Town City Chairman Don Kamitis, uh, Banyana Banyana Captain Janine Van Veik, and Sundowns midfielder Tiani Mabunda. Happy birthday to all of those people. And from there, let's move into a PSL preview. Um, if you get the paper this week, they also preview these two games, but mainly the Sundowns Chiefs one, which we'll get to. But first, uh, uh, let's get your predictions for, well, it is a Soweto derby, but it's Swallows versus Pirates this weekend. Um, both still in the hunt for European, comp- I mean, ooh, European competition <laughs> for for a for a calf spot. Um, what do you guys make of it? I mean, both of, both of them have had shaky form us so to speak recently uh but it's a it's a it's it's one of those must wins for both of them who are you guys favoring in this match yeah this is a massive game in terms of south african football in terms of it being a uh a a, a big derby um i'm leaning towards a 2-1 victory for pirates 2-1 victory for pirates deco who do you have um i'm going for pirates Merely because I think they saw what happened yesterday with the draw with, um, with Sundowns versus Amazulu. I think they they think that it's it's important for them to keep collecting those points. Because if I was a, I was in Pirates' shoes, I'll actually tell them that guys, anything can happen. They can drop points like this until the season ends. We need to collect points. And I think playing Swallows is going to be tricky. But like Shona said, I think it's a victory for a lot of them. And then uh, the big match this weekend, um, two different sides. I mean, Sundowns, um, you know, they lost in the cup. They drew in the league. uh, But, you know, Kaiser Chiefs have been struggling uh, in their own right in the league 
in particular uh they're they're without a win in three matches now um you know it, it's going to be a tough one uh, it's also at Loftusfersfeld so it's away from home for Chiefs uh, but it comes at a time when Chiefs are desperate for points for their top eight finish Sundowns want to see out the season unbeaten um, so who do you guys have for this one do you have a, a stunning Chiefs victory <laughs> a comfortable Sundowns win who are you back <laughs> This wow. is a, yeah, I mean, again, an, another massive game. And, and with these games in the past, we've always been entertained. Um, I think Chiefs might see some light at the end of the tunnel here in terms of Sundown's past two results. Um, and Sundown's will feel the same in terms of Chiefs' past couple of results. But uh, I'm, I'm going for an exciting 2 2 draw. Exciting 2 2 draw. Deco, who are you backing? I'm going for Sundown's. Yeah. Um, reasons are. Look, Sundowns love playing Chiefs and uh, Orlando Pirates anytime, any day. If if it's Sundowns, they mm. feel like they're tired, they feel anxious, they feel all some type of feelings that they're not supposed to. These are the type of features that they need to bring them back again. And I think uh, they'll, they'll do that against Kansas Chiefs. Yet they played yesterday, at least now they were a couple of days to rejuvenate and come back and uh, and go at it and take and and, and take the game to Kansas Chiefs. But yet again, Kansas Chiefs, they have deficiencies in terms of attack. And um, I mean defense because they do have a great attack with Manyama, Nukovic, and Kama. But defensively, which means going to force Kama Manyama to be working more defensively. So it's going to be a very interesting game. But for me, I still see Sundowns winning this game. Sundowns victory in the match. Uh, do you have a do you have a scoreline in mind? Yeah, three one. Three one. Should be an interesting one. I wonder how that Chiefs defense is going to handle, um, you know, is, is Peter Shalulule any day? Tambazwane has had a good season, not as consistent as last season, but mm. it's still on his day. It's it's tough to, to stop uh, that Sundowns attack. So from there, uh, let's have some, uh, I want Deco and Sean's thoughts on, on, on the biggest topic in world football this week. So much so it boiled over into just standard news. Um, we had club legends coming out bashing their clubs for joining this European Super League um, which you know there'd been rumors and, and and this idea had been floated in previous years but never had we seen a, a, a competition be announced and so many clubs come out saying that they're joining a competition they didn't really consult their fans they didn't um, you, you know, there was no public discourse about this until this week when the story, uh, uh, you know, came to light, um, where it would be European Europe's most valuable clubs coming together for one competition where they're always guaranteed huge numbers in their TV rights, but it would be a competition that they can't be relegated from. They would always qualify for it just on club value alone, uh, kind of taking away that 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 that. Um, the competition aspect of football, really, you know, um, I, I particularly think about my club, Arsenal, and how we don't deserve to be there, um, and Spurs. And it's okay to admit that, but to act like we have a seat at that table or any or anybody just on club value alone has a seat at that table. Mm. I'd love to have your thoughts. Sean, um, you also support a team, Manchester City, who were a part of it. Um, what did you make of the news? Oh, absolutely disgusted. Um, it is just the most disrespectful thing to every fan around the world when you hear news like this. It is just absolute greed. And that's all it is, is greed, greed, greed. It's just about the money. 
it's just about the money. I think, um, so to put it in context, uh, if you qualify for the Champions League, you get 50 million pounds. Um, and if you're involved in this, you would stand to get 250 million pounds. So that's all from the broadcasting rights. So it's just absolute greed. Um, and, and you look at some of the clubs that are involved, like your Juventus, your Real, your Barcelona, all these clubs are bankrupt. So these are the clubs that are pushing for it. And, and so you've got to think, what you know, why would someone like Man City, why would someone like Chelsea, why would someone like whatever, go go even look down this road when they're not bankrupt? Some of the richest clubs in the world. And it's just down to greed. And it's um, and the worst part of it is that some of these guys that own these Premier League teams aren't even English. And, and you know, and yeah, they're American, uh, yeah. And I'm going to be very surprised if they survive this as well. I think there's going to be a massive backlash. You've seen uh, Woodward has resigned as, as as chair of Man United, you've seen the same from Juventus. Um, I think he has not taken into account and how powerful the support system is of these teams and what it means to families around there. And what do you do as a fan now, like? Thank God there's no seats available at the stadium because I promise you the next games would have been empty, completely empty. And I, I don't know as as a fan what to think anymore. And and I'm not a diehard fan like some of these guys are, but I, as a diehard fan, I, I don't know what to think and how how to overcome this. What are the clubs going to say? What, what what are these American owners? What are the Glazers going to say now to the Man United fans? Oh, sorry. Uh, you know what? I, I I don't understand. It is disgusting, and it's, it's greed. And um, you know, you've seen uh, Jordan Henderson speak out. You've seen Gary Neville speak out, and, and it's great to see the players standing up for themselves. And it's just, it's, it's absolutely disgusting. Yeah, I'm, I'm shocked. Yeah, Deco, your thoughts? I mean, this is one of the most insane news stories or news weeks I've seen in recent history, just because of the backlash uh, from support. You know, you. I know I uh, support Barcelona as well, and we've seen them have their meltdown over the course of the past few years. Um, so it's clearly, we all can see with our eyes, this is a money-making scheme. Um, so so what, were you, what was your initial reaction and, and what are your thoughts on how quickly it's all collapsed? Look, I think um, the way they went about it in terms of how they announced it, and uh, I think, I think the, the biggest thing about the backlash is it's, it's clearly, clearly visible that it's it's money-based. And I think the fans as well, they're still missing the game. They want to go back into the stadium. And now you're telling them that actually, you know, it's, it's not going to be a fair play. It's not going to be level grounded, you know. Certain teams are going to be having the privilege. So we're not going to, we're not going to have the football stories, you know, where there's emotion involved, underdogs wins, and all the competition behind the sports been taken to us and then the fans obviously will react to it but if you look at if you look if you look into the business side of things there's a reason why all these clubs are there's a bigger reason why this all snap yes now they're reacting because of the fans are saying something else but the situation that they were facing before the sign this contract is still there so i, be, I strongly believe that they will be structured and come back again because yet again they withdraw from that but they haven't actually terminated the contract that they have with the super league so I think there's, there's there's more to the story than that it meets the eye. But yet again, there's look look at all the teams that have resigned and look at the fans the way they reacted. If now the problem probably going to be, uh, guys, how do we? Okay, let's sit down with FIFA. Let's sit down with UEFA. 
let's find a solution because if we don't find a solution we're still willing to go on our own way and then that's going to go boil down to the teams as to teams how do you educate your fans how do you be open and and honest with your fans in, in terms of speaking of the finances i mean it's not barcelona alone that's struggling with the finances you know all the teams are struggling with the finance now now you you you're looking at uh, messi we can't pay messi that much. we can't pay ronaldo that much worst thing is you can't even sign players anymore you can't now now all you want to do now is you want to release players and then once you release players now players now they don't have teams because people can't afford anymore so i think there's bigger reasons today it's just that the way they went about it the way they structured it was wrong so they need to restructure it. yes we want people to evolve we want things to change we want people to improve we want players to end more more TV rights, but it needs to be level. You know, people need to have the same competition, have, you know, qualify of the same way. Probably maybe maybe better, but I, I strongly believe that before Champions League, there was something. And when Champions League came through, people got hurt. That, yeah, you're taking our business, now we're not going to make money, blah, blah, blah. Champions League, it is what it is today. So I'm thinking Super League is coming here because people are getting hurt. People are feeling that it's not going to be fair. But if this doesn't succeed, something else will. And my, they might not call it Super League, but I promise you something else will because these teams, they've lost so much money. They need to regain that money because at the end of the day, it's all business. Yeah. At the end of the day, it is business, but we always want it to be a fair race. And you know what oh. else you can race in? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is a car of the week. So do we have. Damn. Slew, do you make these up before the, the podcast or as we go on? No, no, no. I have to like try and link it. Like I have to okay. try and find a way. Okay. I put All myself right. on the spot. Right. <laughs> That's why sometimes they're f- trash. Shocking. Most of the time. Not sometimes. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> um, this week, Car of the Week is uh, by Luke Fleurs. You might have seen it on the Soccer Laduma website. He drives the new Polo GTI. As mentioned, many footballers in South Africa can be seen rolling up to their clubs or training grounds in rides such as VW, Polos and the G- and Golf GTIs, with cars from the German brand known for their comfort and economical value, this makes it an attractive option for ballers, whether it be a startup ride or even family vehicles. Not only is the Polo a popular choice among ballers in the PSL, but it's also one of the best-selling vehicles in the country. Regarding the Polo GTI range, the vehicle is priced at around 450,000 Rand onward, according to the McCarthy official website. Very, very nice. And, you know, it's been a bit of an emotional roller coaster of a week. I think all football fans need to find a reason to keep their head up. Uh, yes, what better way to do that than with the motivational quote of the week, which you have for us? Yeah, so Club Kekana, after the Amazulu game, put up a picture of himself and Benny McCarthy. He says, when a footballer meets a legend, wisdom is being shared. Mm. Love that one. Love that one. Deep. That's uh, that's kind of like how this show is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> when a footballer, Sean Roberts, meets a legend in Tecumudisa. Now you're both legends hey, in my book. Hey. But uh, thank you very much for tuning into the show. That was episode number 70 of The Car Wash. Whether you were listening to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or my gang 96.7 FM's Game Time. Thank you very much for joining the show. Uh, I have been your host, Slu Paho. That has been Mr. Sean Roberts. Thank you, Slu. And that has been Mr. Tekomodise. And we will see you all same place, same time next week. Peace. Peace. Today is a great day for a car wash. Yeah, sure. 
car wash. <laughs> this is the car wash on the SL podcast. She's a slang and a car.